Hey guys, this is Molly and we are on episode 9. If you're a mom or soon-to-be mom, does the idea of sharing the gospel with your kids sound really overwhelming, confusing, and you just don't know where to begin? Well, we're going to talk all about this today. Very practical, easy ways to share the gospel with your kids on a regular basis. So I'm so excited for today. Stick with me. So... The fact that we are in episode 9 means I've been doing this for a little over two months now, which sounds like such a teeny tiny bit, which it is. But I'm just excited because this is an opportunity for me to learn faithfulness, being committed to doing something every single week, every Monday, bringing something out, and just seeing what God does with it, and... You know, just being faithful when it just feels like a small thing. You know, I I don't have a huge audience or anything right now, but I do feel like God is using this for me to share his truth. And one thing that helps me is if there's like one person that after they listen to a podcast of mine, God speaks to them through it and encourages them and points, you know, them to himself, then it's it's worth it, right? So that has to be my continual reminder. And so it's just kind of a cool journey. Glad that you're along for this ride with podcasting. You know, I haven't said this before, but if you're listening to this on the Apple podcast, would you mind taking a minute just to rate it? You can do like the little stars at the bottom. You don't have to write a review unless you feel so inclined to. If you want to write in the reviews any, you know, tips that you have that I could do to make the podcast better or topics that I should share or anything like that, I would love to hear. And, you know, maybe you're not listening to this on Apple Podcasts or you are and you want to just share it with a friend, that would be awesome to get the word out a little bit more. You know, if there's a topic that comes up that you're like, hey, such and such friend, this would be something that would connect with her, especially guys, especially if you have single mom friends um, that are wanting to follow Christ or, you know, even if they're not believers, I would love for you to share my single mom podcast with them because I've said this before, but I feel like there just needs to be a voice with um, in the, the Christian world for single moms to just encourage them, help them feel like they aren't alone. It's like, you know, the best kind of thing that you can do is to create something that you feel like you enjoy, you appreciate, or you need yourself. And I felt like that. I felt like, oh man, I wish there were more single mom, strong Christians that were, you know, speaking or writing books. Maybe there are that I haven't found out, but um, that are out there just spreading the gospel, encouraging single moms. You know, my audience is more than just single moms, but I just Do have that tender heart for single moms because I'm in that place in life right now. Anyways, all that to say, if you want to share it with a friend, that would be awesome. Now on to today and what we're going to talk about. This is going to be fun because we got a lot going on in this episode. I'm talking about how to share the gospel with your kids on a regular basis, but we got some other fun things mixed in here today, like I'm going to feature my kids on a few little parts, ask them a few questions, their ideas, their tips on things, get things from their perspective, and also... Stay tuned for the very end because I thought it would be so fun to throw in some funny stories 
of things that kids have said about God or about church or the Bible or whatever, just funny things as they're figuring out what it means to follow Jesus. Kids say the funniest things. I got a couple of stories from you guys that follow me on Instagram. I got a funny story that Cole just said. He just said this the other week and it was it's just a hoot. And I also wanted to get a few more. So I gathered some things online as well that hopefully will make you laugh and hope you have a good Monday. Ending your Monday or starting your Monday or whatever on a better note than um, maybe you were feeling it at the beginning of the day. So let's just jump right in here. Oh man, I just said, let's just jump right in here. I, (laughs) you know, there's like these phrases that people say on Instagram stories or podcasts or YouTube or whatever. And it's like these redundant phrases that everyone says, like, I want to pop on here for just a second. Or I just have a few things to share. Well, I don't know if people say I have a few things to share. But the biggest one pet peeve is I just wanted to pop on here for a second to share. And I'm sure I've said that. But the I, but me saying, I just, let's just jump right in here. I've heard so many people say, so why did I say that? I don't know. Should I just restart? Restart? Okay, here we go. Let's get going, people. I don't know if that's ever been done before. So I'm trying to be unique here. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that was pretty ridiculous. Anyways, I want to start with just talking about um, why this is so important. Why is it so important for us to share the gospel with our kids regularly? Um, the first thing that has to be mentioned is your kids are going to come up with ideas about God on their own. Or, and I should say, or and and, they're going to hear it from someone else if you don't share with them the gospel and explain to them who Jesus is and why they need Jesus in their life first. Kids are smart. They hear things, they see things, and they will come up with their own ideas. I mean, when I even read some of these funny stories, it's like, where do kids get these ideas about God and about the Bible? Like, where did they get that? But, you know, kids are thinking and processing things and It's our job as parents, if we're believers, to teach them the gospel. Because growing kids, raising kids as a parent, is basically your job is to be the discipler in their lives. Um, You know, Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and in the end he will not depart from it. I'm paraphrasing that because I don't have the verse right in front of me. But, um... It's just, I mean, it's not a guarantee, you know, if you raise your kids in the truth, it's not a guarantee. This verse isn't saying it's a guarantee that they will walk with Christ because everyone has their own free will. And as an adult, we make our own decisions, right? But there's so much more of a possibility that your kids are going to walk with Christ. If you spend the next 18 of your 18 years of their life instilling them, wow, instilling in them godly truths, explaining to them, teaching them about the Bible and who God is. So that's first thing, most important. Second thing is, I know a lot of us can get in this this little rut here, but thinking that it's the church's job to disciple our kids fully. And it's not. It's not the church's job to be the discipler. It's the church's job to come alongside you as a parent and reinforce what you're teaching already um, with them at home, what you're teaching to them already at home, right? 
they're partnering with you, but your job is to be the discipler. I think sometimes parents can be like, well, it's the church's job to teach my kids because they are going to know so much better what to say than I'm going to say. I have no idea how to teach them. And you know what? It doesn't have to be super difficult. And if anything, realizing that it's our job to disciple our kids is kind of this motivation to be like, I need to know what I believe. I need to have a firm grasp of the Bible, salvation, all of that so that I can teach my kids. Third thing, why it's so important, and this is really worth mentioning, is um, there's this small window of time where your kids hearts will be the most ready to hear salvation and the gospel. You know, Jesus talked about, uh, let the little children come unto me for such as the kingdom. How does that first go? For the kingdom belongs to such as these. I think that's how it goes. And, you know, and we're also taught to become like little children. So I think that children are innocent. Their hearts are ready and open to hear the gospel. They haven't been tainted yet fully by the ways of the world. And if we can jump on that window where they're just open to hear, open to be taught while they're living in our homes and we have the ability to spend so much time instructing them, then you know we need to jump on that because they're most ready to hear the gospel. There's another verse that I want to mention here that I think rides this point home. Okay, so the verse is Matthew 21, 15. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these are saying? The children were crying out saying Hosanna. Um, anyways, Jesus said to them, yes, you have never... Yes, have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have prepared praise? Like, wow, that's really good reminder that even children can praise and worship God. That's what they were doing in the temple. And this this passage that Jesus is quoting is from the Old Testament. That even out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes, you have prepared praise. We don't give children enough credit for their potential to know who God is, to have a relationship with him, and to serve Christ, and to be furthering God's kingdom. They have the ability to do that. So I think that's us as parents, we have to realize that there's great potential to make make little disciples of Christ while they're still living in our home as little children. So the next thing I want to talk about is kind of lay out the pattern or maybe the the path to sharing with your kids about the gospel. Like, where do I begin? How do how does it start? Well, first it starts with when children are babies, toddlers, you're first teaching them godly rules, learning to obey authority, teaching them that when mommy says no, that means no, and there'll be consequences if you don't obey, right? So we're just teaching them godly rules, godly standards that are simple things of if you don't do this, then there's consequences. If you do this, then you know there'll be rewards. And that's a, that's a godly principle, Well, then when kids get a little bit bigger, and by a little bit bigger, I mean, what, two? Start reading family devotions with them. 
Bible reading with them. I think a great place to start is like a children's storybook Bible. That's where I started with my kids. It's very easy. It's just little stories from the Bible. And I will, again, in the show notes, link um, some ideas if you're like, I want to get one of those Bibles, but I don't know where to start. And also, after I do this podcast, you can hop on Instagram later in the day and I will just show you so you can actually see like the pictures if you're more of a visual person you want to see the pictures of the storybook bibles and the different things that I have used with my kids anyways jump on that quick do not wait don't do not be like wow I think I should wait till my kids are like six because they're not gonna get it no start at like two years old just reading in that little storybook bible every day And then as they get a little bit bigger, you can do a little bit more difficult, more challenging things, little devotional books that maybe are talking a little deeper. So that's like number two. Number three is them learning, teaching them who God is and why we need him. That comes pretty soon after they are getting a a grasp kind of the Bible and the Bible stories. And when you kind of start seeing them know, talk with you or you're talking with them about God and they're kind of getting it, start sharing why we need God. Who is God? And then quickly follows that is teaching them what salvation is and and how to become a follower of Christ and why why we need this. And then, of course, prayer is all a part of this whole process, praying with them from the very beginning. when they're when you're starting to read with them like at two years old little Bible stories, pray with them. And six then is the last thing is begin to encourage them to read the word on their own. Because that's what is going to set them up for having their own relationship with the Lord and and developing that friendship with God by not only just spending time together as a family doing devotions and time with God, but also individually spending. And here are some tools you can use while you begin to regularly share the gospel with your kids. This is how you can incorporate it in everyday life. I mean, I talked about devotions, but there's more opportunities to very simply, very easily Um, have them fill their mind with who God is and God's truth and God's promises and God's word. Well, one way that's very simple is through music. Now, I have to be honest, I can only stand so much of little kids' music, and we really don't listen to kids' music that much. It's probably a weakness of mine because I know when I was a kid learning cute little kid Christian songs, those like stuck in my head. Um... And they were easy to understand. So I think that is great. But a lot of times, my kids and I, they will just listen to like adult worship music. And the funny thing is, even Cole, just recently, as we've listened to some music, he will like say, repeat the word and be like, oh, they're saying blah, blah, blah. And he's listening to the words. And so I can kind of explain to him what what the song is about. And so that's just a great way to begin to teach them about God. Another way is through listening to stories. I've talked about this on my Instagram a couple of times, but I'm talking about podcasts, story podcasts. We have uh, quite a number that the kids listen to and they love. In fact, I'm going to have the kids come on here and, and share what stories they like to listen to. All right, so I have my special helpers here. Do you guys want to say hi and say what your name is? My name is Cole, and my favorite story is 
Wait, you're not ready? Wait, what? I haven't asked you that yet. <laughs> I gave him ahead of time what I was going to ask him. Say, say, Emma, say your name. My name is Emma, and I'm seven years old. Cool. How old are you? And I'm four. Right. So we're talking about podcasts and little stories that parents can have their kids listen to to learn about God. So which one is your favorite that you guys listen to? Kids Corner. Kids Corner. And I also like Pazin. I like all of them. <laughs> yeah. So do you... I like... I, I like all of them except for Rich Row. Oh. I like all of them in step four retro. Okay, so do you think that other parents, do you think other kids would like to listen to those so they could learn about Jesus and there's, have fun stories to listen to? There's Keys for Kids, Retro, Paws and Tales, and Kids Corner, uh, Truth Seekers, Bible Stories for Kids. And yeah, we found a lot over over time, and I will share these I will share these in a list in the show notes so you guys can check them out. We used to have Karen and kids, but we don't have any anymore. Yeah, yeah. So I will definitely share those because this has been a huge help for the bedtime process, but I think it's also a good way for them to learn about God and learn godly values. Also, when I asked you guys on Instagram to share some tips of things that you guys do with your kids to teach them about the Bible. One of you guys mentioned Adventures and Odyssey, and I listened to Adventures and Odyssey a lot as a kid. Loved it. And Emma has listened to it a little bit. We've gotten some of the discs from the the CDs from the library, and she loves them. So that's another great tool to listen to. So another way to a tool that you can use to help your children grow in their understanding of God is Church, obvious answer, but church, get your kids involved in the activities at church. Vacation Bible school, send them to that. If there's something that they have during the week, like Awana, or our church has something called Kaboom, invest in making that a priority because anything that you can do to kind of um, affirm what they're learning at home in their lives and they're with other kids learning about God, that's amazing. Okay, another tool that you can use, and this is great, especially for little kids, which I haven't really done with my kids very much, but my parents did this with us when we were little, was using puppets to share little godly character Bible stories and acting them. That can be great. You can start that with your kids like at two, maybe even a little bit before if they're ready for that. And again, I mentioned already devotional books and Bible reading. That's huge and important. And the last thing I thought was worth mentioning. Now, this is just my thoughts. And you can take it or leave it because I know it's a controversial thing. But schooling is a tool that you can use to help instill godly truths in your kids. What do I mean by that? Well, when you think about it, and this is just, again, please... Do not think that I, I don't want you to think that everyone who puts their kids in public school is terrible because it's a personal decision you have to make. But if you're like, I, I'm, I'm ready to be able to homeschool or put my kids in Christian school, that's a way that you can really have extra time to be around your kids, to teach them and invest in their lives. And I know it's not possible for everyone. I know Christian private school is very expensive. And I know that not everyone has the gifting, the ability, the time, 
or whatever to homeschool and that's totally fine but I do think you know that it's worth mentioning that the more time you're around your kids the more time that gives you the ability to teach them and so maybe that just looks like for you you know if you do have your kids in public school is that when it comes to the weekend or in the evenings, you're just more intentional about saying, okay, I'm going to use this time to invest in their lives. So I just wanted to mention that. And um, I know, like I said, I know it's a touchy subject, but I want to mention that. And you know, Emma, next year for school, we've been homeschooling for the last two years, but she might be doing like a hybrid program where she goes to school two days a week. And I'm just going to see how that goes. Because You know, it may not be a good fit, but I do really want her to be growing in the Lord and I want to make that a priority. So you just have to figure out what what works and what's best and what's allowing your child to thrive and have the greatest potential for them to follow Christ in the future. Okay, so I've given you some just practical tools that you can use to help your kids in knowing God. But I think it's also really worth mentioning this passage in the Bible and this other concept that is kind of outside of like the practical hands-on tools for teaching your kids. All right, so let me just read this and then we'll talk about it. Um, This is in Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. So this passage brings out a great truth to how to instill in your kids the message of the gospel. And that is just in everyday life. Okay, how many times do you feel like you've had a great conversation with your kids just randomly when you're in the car driving somewhere? I don't know about you, but that seems like a good time. And it often is this great time where they're more willing to listen. And so it's just a lot of teaching your kids is going to come through just everyday moments. Yes, these practical tools like the devotion time are important, but also just having conversations with your kids, communicating with them about their day, asking them questions like, what are you thankful for? Who is most important in your life? I think those little things when they're small can just get kind of the conversation going. Like, you know, if they say, who's most important in your life? And you can tell them, you know, after they say, you know, mom and dad or whatever, you can talk to them about, that's great. But you know what? Who's more important than even mom and dad is, is Jesus because he is God and he is the one that has done so much for you. And you can just get the conversation going. That's a great way. You know, also using everyday moments to talk about godly principles. For example, when you're in nature, you're looking outside and saying, isn't it amazing that God created this beautiful flower and how intricate and detailed it is? Also, talking about godly principles when you're chatting about other people's behavior. Okay, please don't tell me I'm the only parent that has seen a kid having a temper tantrum in the store and then talking to my kids about, you know, yep, that's, that's not a good way to act in the store, is it? It's good for, you to, for them to be able to see other people's behavior, whether it's good or bad, and for you to then be able to talk about it and say, hey, this is a, a great way to behave or this is not a good way beha- to behave. 
But what's most important is jumping on those opportunities when something is brought up. Whether they're asking you a question or you're seeing this little little glimpse of a moment where you can have a great conversation with them. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I feel like there's been times where there was this moment where I could have had a good conversation with my kids about something, whether they asked me or something. But, you know, I was busy and I kind of brushed them off and I missed. I missed out on a great chance to talk with them about some really important things. So being aware and being open to those opportunities. Okay, so another thing that just happens every day that we can we can teach them and is encouraging them to pray for food and giving them opportunities um, to to share prayer requests. Like when you're do, doing devotion times, it's so good for kids to be able to pray. Um, you can also pray with them when they're when they're when wow <laughs> when they need a change of heart with disciplining. There's been times where I'm like at my wits end with one of my children. And I can tell their heart isn't softened yet in the disciplining process. And you can just pray, God, please, please help this child to change this behavior and pray with them in that moment. Pray also for emergencies. So we started doing this thing where whenever we heard like an ambulance, we would pray. And now Emma always reminds me, she's like, mom, I heard an ambulance. We need to pray. (laughs) And you can also pray for people in need together when you're going on trips. I, re- I have this vivid memory of every time we would go on a trip with my parents, we would pray before we left. And I think that's just a great tradition and a great habit to have. So making prayer a part of their lives, even at a little age. Okay, so this is also just very practical, everyday moment. Thing that you can do to teach them about Jesus and about God's heart for forgiveness and how we need to say we're sorry when we are sin when we sin is just apologizing to your kids when you mess up and you know it's so important for kids to understand that we as parents are not perfect and we're a sinner and everyone is a sinner I think it's easy for kids I know I did this put my parents on a pedestal and be like, oh, they're amazing. They're perfect. And, you know, they were always very open about, about not being perfect and that we all have struggles, but kids easily think like my mom can, my mom and dad can't do any wrong. But, um, I think it's good to, to apologize, to teach them how to say sorry by you doing it yourselves and helping them realize that you're not perfect and that we're just all equally the same at Jesus feet in need of his saving. Okay. This also is a tool that I have been, well, it's not a tool, but it's just a practical way to get your kids realizing the importance of spending time with God is making sure there's times where you're reading the word in front of them. And I know I'm not great at this because I, I, a lot of times I'm like, I want to read the word by myself and the kids are in bed and it's quiet so I can focus. But then I think in the back of my mind, well, if I'm always doing that, then they're going to never see me read the Bible. They're not never going to know I'm reading the Bible. And so I think it's good from time to time. I mean, I understand wanting to have it quiet and being able to really focus on the word, but I think it's good from time to time for them to see you actually reading the Bible and being like, okay, like mom 
dad really are serious about this and they do it themselves. So maybe I should do it. And kids are always listening. They're always being aware. Um, I'm going to have Emma come on here and share something about reading the Bible because uh, we had this conversation about this the other day. And it was really cool, and it just blessed my heart. And so I, I had her come on here and share something. Here she is. So, Ems, remember when you decided to start reading the Bible on your own? Yeah. Oh, you got to say yes. yes. You can't nod. Just <laughs> nod your head. No one will see your head nodding. So I gave her um, my old little Bible when I had it when I was in first it's grade. It's called Salty's Bible for Kids. I don't know if if you guys ever... I listened or watched, I don't know if there were videos, but Salty, it's like this, he's like this song book and he had like songs and anyways, I had a Salty Bible and I pulled it out the other day and I was like, hey, Ems, I had this when I was about your age and so I gave it to her, but you want to, well, I'll let you answer this. Why did you decide, so she decided to start reading her Bible in bed at night by herself almost every night. And I, I mean, I told her that reading the Bible is good, but what made you to decide to start doing it on your own? Mommy. What do you mean, Mommy? You read your Bible. Yeah, I do try to read my Bible. Well, that's really sweet, buddy. It's 104, minutes. Ah, <laughs> keep going up. She's watching the time count, how long we've been talking. Yeah, so that's really awesome that you were... That makes me feel really special, buddy. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of you. When I was a kid, my parents definitely had to encourage me and check and see if I was spending time with God reading the Bible. So the fact that Emma decided to do it on her own is... Is amazing, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying it because I have any credit, because I don't. Oh, Cole's sneezing over there. I don't have any credit because she just decided on her own. So I'm proud of you, buddy. What's my next question? <laughs> and there you have it. Case in point that they are always listening. And when Emma told me that, because you read your Bible, I was just like. Oh my gosh, like that's just so sweet and it blesses my heart. You know, you see like some of the work that you do paying off that that they're making their own decision to follow Christ. And Emma's at the point where she has made a decision to follow Christ and she is growing and learning and Cole's not quite there yet though. You know, he's a boy and I think boys sometimes can be a little bit slower in in realizing and growing in that sense and I've been talking with him a lot about it from here and there but the other day I was realizing that I need to be praying that he'll come to Christ and so that's also really necessary for us as parents is to pray for them that they'll come to Christ and that they'll grow it's something you can even pray with your kids while they're listening and maybe they'll start asking more questions if they hear you praying. Dear God, I pray that my child will come to know Christ and make a decision to commit their life to you. Um, but I do think, you know, it's easy to get stressed out as a parent to be like, well, what if they never do? And you just have to plant those seeds and continue to talk to them about it and see where they're at. But Kids all decide at different times in life. My parents, I was talking with them about this, and my dad was telling me that I was a little bit later coming along than my sister was in, in making that choice. And so, like, 
every kid with their different personalities or their different rates of learning and growing are going to get to that place at a different time. So don't stress about it. Don't worry about it. God's in control ultimately. And ultimately, our children, as they grow and mature into adults, they're responsible for their own. It's their own choice that they have to make. It's not something we can force upon them. We can do our best, but ultimately, it's their own decision. So there you have my thoughts about how to easily share the gospel with your kids. I hope you feel encouraged. I hope you maybe took away a few things. Now, I should have probably said this at the beginning, but you know, I've only been a parent for seven years now. Emma is seven. So I know that there's so many other parents out there that have so much more wisdom and knowledge on this topic. And really, I'm only talking about how to do this with your kids up to age seven, because that's only where I'm at. Um, So I, yeah, that's what I'm sharing from that perspective. I don't have all the wisdom and maturity, but I am learning as I go along and, and yeah, so that's what I wanted to share with you guys. Now on to sharing some funny stories. I asked you guys for some funny stories of what your kids have said about Jesus or the Bible, and you guys shared a couple of them with me that I thought were cute. Oh, first, I was going to share with you something Cole said. Okay, so the other day, I asked Cole if he wanted to pray and thank God for the food. So he starts praying, and he just says, Dear God, thank you for the food. Amen. And after he finished, I was like, You know, Cole, you can you can add whatever else you want into praying. You can share what, talk to God about anything else. And so he closes his eyes and prays again, and he goes, Dear God, Thank you for this food, and please help mommy zit to get better. And I just was dying laughing. Oh, my gosh. I had this big zit on my chin. And actually, that's a constant problem because I don't know why. I'm getting all these, like, bigger zits on my chin, for goodness sake. And so Cole was (laughs) decided to pray for me. Isn't that the sweetest, funniest thing? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So here's some other things that you guys shared with me. My friend Megan said that her son asked if his grandpa, his grandpa's name is Joseph. So she, so he asked if his grandpa was the same Joseph in the, the Bible. The same Joseph that's in the Bible. That is so cute. And another one of my friends, Elizabeth, said that her son said, Jesus is going to buy me. Just cute. Trying to figure out what what it means to follow Jesus. Okay, I also got a few stories just from online, a couple different articles that I read about kids saying funny things about Jesus. So this one was, they asked kids some questions about the Bible and decided to see what their response was. So they said, Jesus was born because, and the kid had had to answer. So this is what the kid said. Jesus was born because Mary had an immaculate contraption. <laughs> oh, I think you got that a little, little wrong there. Immaculate contraption. Okay, here's another one. Moses led the Hebrews to the Red Sea where, and then the kids had to answer, Moses led the Hebrews to the Red Sea where they made unleavened bread, which is bread without ingredients. Now, how does that work? Bread without ingredients. Okay, this one is funny. Moses died before, and then they had to answer, Moses died before he ever reached Texas. Uh, Not quite, not quite. Wrong continent that we're on. 
And this one is Solomon had 300 wives and, and this is what's their answer. Solomon, one of David's sons, had 300 wives and 700 porcupines. <laughs> 700 porcupines. I just laughed when I saw that because I'm like, that's quite a number of, of porcupines. Okay, so, and there's here's a few other little stories. This one is so cute. Okay, a little boy opened the big, an old family Bible with fascination and looked at the old pages as he turned them. Suddenly, something fell out of the Bible and he picked it up and looked at it closely. It was an old leaf from a tree that had been pressed in between the pages. Mama, look what I found, the boy called out. What have you got there, dear? His mother asked. With astonishment in the young boy's voice, he answered, I think it's Adam's suit. (laughs) He thought the leaf in the Bible was Adam's suit. Isn't that the cutest, most hilarious thing? Okay, here's some, some little things where kids were able to write a letter to God. And here's a few things that these kids said. Dear God, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in church. Is that okay? <laughs> oh, it's funny how kids think that is like, like, oh, they kissed. Dear God, I read the Bible. What does begat mean? Nobody will tell me. Love, Allison. I think that is so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. She's stuck on, nobody will tell me what the word begat mean. Did I even say begat right? Is that how you say it? Begot? No, it's begat because it's B-E-G-A-T. That is super funny. Okay, um, there was a few more I, I wanted to read. Oh, this one. Dear God, please send me a pony. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up. And that was Bruce that said that. <laughs> you can look it up. That is so cute. Okay, last story that I got to read because... This is adorable. When a mother saw a thunderstorm forming in mid-afternoon, she worried about her seven-year-old daughter who would be walking the three blocks from school to home. Deciding to meet her, the mother saw her walking nonchalantly along, stopping to smile whenever lightning flashed. Glimpsing at her mother, the little girl ran to her, explaining enthusiastically, All the way home, God's been taking my picture! Oh my goodness, I can just picture that, this little girl stopping and smiling every time there's lightning. Jeez, God, you're taking my picture. Oh my goodness. So cute, so adorable. I hope that gave you a little laugh today on your Monday. And all these stories just remind me that kids are thinking, they will start thinking about God. They will come up with their own ideas about who God is. And it's our job to teach them and make sure that they know really who God is and that they know the truth Um, and how important our, our mission and our job is as parents to make little disciples. So I know that it is easy to get caught up in the busyness of life, and I see myself doing that too, where you know we do really quick devotions and I'm not really thinking about intentionally talking with them about Jesus. And so hopefully this is a reminder today for all of us to make it more of a priority in our lives because it is really important. And to sum up everything we've talked about today, here's a great verse. It's 3 John 1, 4, and it says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. I love that. Lord Jesus, we pray for each of these parents that are listening. I pray that you would help them to plant the seeds in their children's lives and be faithful with the job that you've given them. 
to share the gospel with them regularly as much as they can. And God, we thank you, though, that we do our part and then the rest is in your hands and that you're ultimately in control. We know that the pull of the world is so strong for all of us to go down that path. But we thank you, God, that you are stronger, that you are greater, and that what you offer is just so much more amazing. And what the world has to offer just pales in comparison to your grace and the hope that you give, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, my little kiddos are going to close us out and say goodbye to you guys. Thanks for listening to Mondays with Molly. We hope you like it. Bye. Hootie talk.